Hey everyone, in this episode, I'll share an overview of the company Neurable. Here's a clip of a man wearing an HTC headset modified with Neurable sensors. This clip is from a computer graphics conference called SIGGRAPH back in 2017. The device the man's wearing has fewer than 10 electrodes. In this demo, there are five small toys. He first stares and thinks about the wooden airplane, and then in the next round, he looks at the wooden block with letters. A neighbor asks him, has it been wrong yet? And he responds, nope, two for two. Like I said, this clip is from 2017, and Neurable is now working on some different products. In the rest of the episode, I'll share some history of the company, ways they're similar to Neuralink, and some hints about what we can expect out of the company in the future. In order to have a better grasp of how the company got to where it is today, I think it's important to first know about the history and progress they made from 2015 to 2019. Neurable is working on creating non-invasive brain-machine interfaces, or brain-computer interfaces. They often say they're creating the everyday brain-computer interface. They add electrodes and sensors to existing hardware sets, and also most of their best work is with the processing of the information they get from the brain. Let's listen to this short clip from 2017 of Neurable CEO Dr. Ramsey Zelkade. So our technology allows people to actually interact and play an entire game using only their mind. The secret to Neurable's technology is our machine learning and signal processing pipeline. We're able to take your brain activity and understand it using our machine learning approaches in order to be able to interpret the type of actions you want to do. Now this clip is from 2019 of Dr. Alcade going over the history of Neurable and refining their product. So like I said, we've been doing this for about uh, eight years. We started in 2011 with a 64 electrode gel cap. So sensors just like the one I showed you previously, except for this is when we first discovered we could go to real time analysis of brain data. That was a revolution. That was a sort of zero to one step in technology. From there, we've spent the last eight years perfecting the technology and trying to tackle three key problems. One is form factor. You can't make this into a scalable solution until you reduce the form factor. Two is removing gel, which is what we did in 2015. Uh, and then moving forward is starting to get integration into products that exist right now. So this is a virtual reality system. We actually need two out of the six sensors now, uh, where we're at right now technologically. And moving forward, we're looking to integrate this into even more ubiquitous technology. So imagine a future where you put on a pair of headphones, Apple AirPods, glasses, and those become your control sources for brain-computer interface value propositions. That is the future that we're creating with Neurable. Dr. Alcade started Neurable because of his sympathy for his uncle. I think it's super cool to hear about founders who are inspired in the way that Dr. Alcade is. A key reason that motivated me to create Neurable is actually my family. If I could summarize their story in one word, it would be sacrifice. My parents set an enormous example for me. I was five years old when my parents came to the United States. They were teachers in Mexico previously, and when they came to the United States, their credits didn't transfer, and then they had to become custodians. But that is a sacrifice that they paid for me to have this kind of opportunity. And then when I was eight years old, my uncle got into a trucking accident and lost both his legs. And that was a very traumatic moment for me. And when that occurred, he came to the United States to get prosthetics made for him. As I saw that process and as I saw him eventually also repairing his own prosthetics, it motivated me to try to create technology that can help people who are differently abled. Neurables like Neuralink in that they aspire to advance brain-machine interface technology and learn more about how the brain works. However, that's pretty much where the similarity stops. If you're a longtime Neuropod listener, you know that Neuralink is striving to develop the world's most advanced brain-machine interfaces. 
In order to do that, they're building the tools necessary to perform invasive surgeries at scale. Neurable, however, is prioritizing non-invasive brain-machine interfaces. The electrodes are placed onto third-party headsets, and they gather information for processing. In 2019, they boldly claimed to have a 300-fold improvement in performance of brain data. We developed a whole new way of interpreting the brain and the signals that came from it that enabled us to boost performance of brain data by about 300 times the gold standard. And so what this means, in short, is we were able to get better signals, improve the form factors, so from that cap that you see with 64 sensors, we are able to go down to six, and remove the need for any type of gel. And now there's been a lot of innovations, including innovations from some of our partners, like wearable sensing that helped uh, get us to this point as well too, but a lot of our work has been on the algorithm development side and machine learning side. The team uses some black box signal processing. They don't share much about their actual tech publicly, as they believe it's part of their most advantageous intellectual property. With their signal processing, they add in a little machine learning, and then the result is some action that a user wants. One example of this is from the first clip we showed with the selecting of different objects. That specific use could be useful for gaming. Another example is this girl controlling a car using a neurable headset. When he was pushed a little bit more about the bandwidth limits and how the technology actually works, Here's what CEO and founder Dr. Alcade had to say. What did you like invent a new kind of sensor or? No, we are actually a signal processing company. So these sensors that he's using right now do not require any gel. He actually just put them on. It's all dry. And uh, basically uh, what we did is we've invented, you know, I invented a, a technology that allows us to uh, take brainwaves that we know that are, that are known brainwaves and be able to classify them in real time. And that was the real significant breakthrough. So this is all done with machine learning. That's a great question. In another clip, he added this. Do you manage really, to get? Really, it's actually very simple, high-level information. Uh, the brain sensors that we record record from outside of the head. So there's no surgical techniques or anything needed. So it's very rough information. But with machine learning, you can make inferences off of that. That can be really, you can think of it as machine learning right now. AI is not going to dramatically change everything around us, but it's going to create such an environment that it makes it feel magical when you use it. And that's a similar thing that we get from the brain. Using AI, we can make it feel like it's providing you a lot of data, a lot of information, but really it's very gross information that we're picking up. What he's saying is pretty true. They've demonstrated people feel like the device is doing something magical, despite it actually working off of incredibly little information. Here are a few conference attendees from back in 2017 who absolutely love the demos. Honestly, it's the best uh, VR experience I've, I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Wow. You know. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's just there is no limit, only our brain to limit the kind of experience we can build with such technology. It is one of the coolest things I've ever seen at SIGGRAPH by far, and uh, this is my 18th SIGGRAPH. So I think in all the time I've been to SIGGRAPH, this is probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. First time I you know, grabbed a little spinning plane and grabbed and pulled it towards me. That's kind of crazy. Like all new companies, Neurable seems like they've been doing a bunch of micro pivots. They initially started focusing on medical applications, then they moved to gaming with virtual reality, and then working on slightly different projects to help developers create new and useful tech. In a May 2020 Medium post by Neurable co-founder Adam Molnar, he writes, quote, This brings us to today. Currently, we're in conversations with various wings of the military to use our technology to increase performance for military training. We're talking about reducing training time, 
using biometrics and data to help people understand more about themselves and how they react in certain environments. We are creating algorithms that will predict problems down the road and prevent user error. Neurable is creating brain-computer interfaces that help us understand ourselves more objectively. We are starting to quantify the cognitive experience. This is where we are today. We create technology to optimize performance and training to unlock human potential." End quote. While they explore these military applications, it looks like they most recently shifted again to helping people learn about the brain. In a November 2020 blog post on the company website, they write, quote, Neurable's mission is to build a world without limitations, end quote. This blog goes on to discuss how our phones and tech have had a positive impact. However, a consequence of that is that the world now has more distractions than ever. The team believes it's important and possible to tackle this problem with their experience in wearable headsets and signal processing. They discuss how they can learn how our brain works best. They say, quote, using EEG sensors, or electroencephalography sensors, Nurble has collected hundreds of hours of brain activity to create complex algorithms to understand how the brain handles cognitive load, focus, and distractions, end quote. So this has remained the same throughout the company's history. However, now they're making it a priority to learn how the brain works, instead of just helping users perform various tasks like playing video games. Specifically, they may help those same users by taking data from their brain to learn more about their own brain. We can imagine this as though we're wearing a headset and seeing a live animation illustrating what areas of their brain are most active. From that information, we might be able to train ourselves to remain focused. According to LinkedIn, Neurable has about 30 employees. The company was founded by Dr. Ramsey Zalcade in 2015, and a year later, he asked Adam Molnar to join as a co-founder. Adam is on Forbes 2021 30 under 30 list for consumer technology. At the end of 2019, the company raised $6 million of early-stage financing. The last thing to mention about Neurable is that earlier this week, we got a small hint about what might be coming next. Adam Molnar went on the BrainCore podcast and said this. Would you be able to give a nutshell explanation of how the technology works? Basically, we look to changes in brain activity as understood as voltage fluctuations, in other words, electroencephalography or EEG. Mm-hmm. We teach algorithms to look for certain markers that we've spent years ex- uh, learning about uh, so that we could best understand human behavior and create a model that's able to estimate that kind of behavior, mm-hmm. which is what you're uh, hinting towards and which I'm trying to, the best of my ability, explain without giving it all away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but yeah, this uh, the the move from virtual reality to our our next product, the everyday BCI, is this idea that we don't use virtual reality every day. It, it's not something that we carry with us like our smartphone yet. Mm-hmm. So, what is the modality that we could use to help impact the most amount of people uh, the most significantly? And that's what we're doing with this performance oriented product that will be in the form of a, a, a wearable. I'm looking forward to hearing about the new product and future developments from the company. Also, for any of the younger folks, or really anyone interested, this last clip was from an interview of Adam Molnar on the BrainCore podcast, which is hosted by Tolu Faramika and Christina Valkanis, who study psychology and neuroscience respectively. The show's goal is to bridge the gap between students and new psychology and neuroscience research and phenomena. Their episodes come out on the 12th and the 22nd of each month, 
and are available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. My name is Ryan Tanaka, and I hope to catch you at the next episode.